Welcome back, guys. Sorry about that long vacation we took. Uh, <laughs> not sure if many of y'all know we are college students, so I had to go back home. We were kind of apart for, like, what, a month. four weeks? Yeah, yeah like a month, so really. Yeah, this one college. Couldn't really record, but we're back. We want to hit the ground running, get y'all the best product we possibly can every single time we're in this room together. So, with that being said, we'll just jump right into this week's episode. First thing we want to talk about, big news, not only this week, but the past month that we've been out, college football transfers, especially big-name quarterbacks leaving the programs they're at, going to new programs, trying to either become new starters or take it someone else's job. So I think the biggest one was Justin Fields leaving Georgia, there was Tate Martell leaving Ohio State, and Jalen Hurts, who all the respect to him in the world, sat behind Tua for a year, didn't complain about it at all, waited for his opportunity, now transferring to Oklahoma. No one blames him at all. So what would you take from that? Um, well, my biggest takeaways from the transfers, um, and, and it's a question you know, I'm asking the viewers, and I want your answer from it um, here in a second, but it's competition. You know, what, What's going on with the competition? I think a lot of people are asking that. Um, the biggest question mark, we kind of had a feeling Justin Fields was going to leave Georgia. Um um, we just kind of thought that when we saw the playing time he was getting, rumors, he entered the transfer portal. We knew – I was pretty sure Jalen Hurts was going to transfer. I mean, he did his time. Everyone thought Jalen Hurts was going to transfer and last I, I, summer. I, yeah, and, and he stayed and stuck around and won him the SEC championship game and, and did – you know, all – you know, hats off to him. And all, all of Alabama um, should be very thankful for what he did. And for, from what I've seen, Alabama fans are very thankful and very supportive. Just the way Georgia fans are very, yeah, we're very supportive, supportive of, of Jacob Eason. Yeah, yeah, we're very supportive of uh, Jacob Eason. And I know a lot of George fans that are very supportive of Justin Fields as well. Um, we kind of wish he had stuck around one more year, maybe see what could happen. But the biggest one that I just want to rip into is Tate Martell. Um, the biggest reason I want to uh, – is, is when the, the, the initial rumors came out about Justin Fields transferring and Ohio State became a top pick – he was on Twitter. He was on media. Oh, you're gonna have to earn this spot. You, you know, if you think you're just gonna I've walk been in here, here for two yeah. years, and then just he walk in he here. gets scared and backs out. Like you, you know what? I I bet it's those coaches said, "Listen, you're not gonna play. You're not playing. <laughs> you're like a six foot, yeah. little uh, we, shrimpy kid with um. We got like a six, and this this kid's like six five. Yeah, this kid's like six five with a cannon. Yeah. and, and we're we're gonna play him. Yeah. You can you can sit the bench. Again. You keep talking, but yeah, I guess that might have happened. But I just I don't have that. That lost a lot of respect for um, Tate Martell. And li- listen, I think I think he's gonna be in a great situation in Miami. Miami has needed a quarterback there. Yeah. Um. So I think he's gonna be in a good situation. But with that being said, he left what he thought was his situation because a little competition came in. I don't like Justin Fields transferring. In my personal opinion, I think... Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I think he could have... I think if he really wanted to compete, he knew what he was coming into when he came into Georgia. He should have known coming into Georgia that he was not going to just be handed that spot. He was told in recruitment he wasn't just going to be handed that spot. He knew he was going to have to compete. And when he lost that job, when he realized that, like, hey, this isn't my job, this is Jake Frum's job, he shut down. He was like, oh, well, if I'm not the starting quarterback or if I'm not going to get any playing time, then why am I even here? Well, yeah. you knew that coming in. <clears throat> yeah, my thing is, like, we had a five-star quarterback in Jacob Eason, and how much hype was around him. I mean, he came in and, uh, you know, unfortunately got hurt, but that's when we saw but Jake But he Fromm. won that starting spot. Yeah, He Jake won Fromm. that starting spot and then got hurt. Yeah, he was the starter, 
Jake Fromm got the got his chance and it just ran with it. And he took us to a, a, a national championship game right off the bat. And you know when you're signing that you have a freshman quarterback that just in his freshman campaign takes you to a national championship. Well, not just that, but you look at the way Jacob Eason went about transferring, and it was different. Jacob yeah. Eason didn't say anything until after the national championship game that he was going to transfer. Justin Fields came out after the SEC championship game and was like, yeah. I'm, yeah, the getting, rumors, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, the rumors started flying and uh, definitely hurt the team. But someone, um, someone we're skipping over here, and I feel like we're not giving him enough credit, is Jalen Hurts. He stuck around at Alabama. He did his time. He was the starter there for two years, lost his job. But he never once complained. He waited until he was given another shot, which was in the SEC championship game. He showed that he has improved as a quarterback, and now he's going to Oklahoma to compete against an incoming freshman where he'll probably win the spot. He's going to be in an offense that will use his skill set as well, if not better, than any other school could. I think we need to give a tip of the hat to Jalen Hurts in the way he went about transferring compared to the way the other two went about transferring. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um... And a big thing I want to take away from it is I feel like all three programs, the, the major three programs that got these guys, I feel like they're good fits. I really do. I feel like they're great fits for, for the – you know, I feel like Jalen Hurts, let's see the, the previous two quarterbacks they had, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, um, and they use those guys pretty well. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts has the arm strength or the arm talent that they do, but if he develops a little bit and with his running game and what, he's only lost, what, two or three games as a starter? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's got a ring already. Um, yeah, that, that that could be very potent. And, uh, we might see Oklahoma back in the playoff next year if they uh, if they play their cards right with Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm very anxious to see the Tate Martell and Justin Fields thing go on. Um, but I am excited I, to see I'm Jacob not gonna Eason lie. too. I'm not going to lie, though. Tate Martell is going to be in a quarterback battle, though. Nikose Perry at Miami isn't just going to hand the job to him. Are we talking about like he's not gonna hand the job to him? Like Tate Martell handing the job? Like oh, I'm not handing the job to you. Then transfer portal. The well, next no, time. I, I mean we haven't heard anything about Nikose Perry transfer yet, so I think we're good. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> there's there's this thing, a little off topic, but we're, you know we're just having fun anyway. Um, little thing that was like Tate Martell talking all this crap on Twitter, um, and somebody made a meme, and it was like um, Justin. It came out like the news: Justin Fields transfer not staying. It says Tate Martell's left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind no, of I, did, I think but. I think the best news with Tate Martell leaving is that we found out that his first name isn't Tate, it's Tathan, like Nathan but with a T, Tathan. So I mean, a lot, lot of good things came out of Tate Martell. Come on, Tathan. <laughs> so mo- moving on from college football, that was really the only big thing that's happened since the national championship game. Also, congratulations to the Clemson Tigers on that victory against Alabama. Wow. Yeah, that was a. I don't uh, think anyone predicted that score. Yeah, we, I think we, a lot of people thought Clemson could do it. I don't think they predicted that. I wish so, we could have kept up with that a little bit, but due to school, we really couldn't. But um, me and you were talking about it. You know, going in, we're both like, you know, Clemson's got a very good shot to win this game, um, just with that pass rush and everything. Um, and they played really well, but we weren't expecting a blowout. No, we weren't like expecting that. that. So moving on into the next thing, um, something that's happened in the past month, really, that we've noticed in the NBA is that. This promising team that everyone thought was going to be in contention in the East has really struggled to not only find their identity, but also find, like, consistency. They've not been able to be consistent. And 
I think if you follow the NBA, you know who I'm talking about, Eastern Conference team. It's the Boston Celtics. I mean, right now they're sitting at 26-18, and and until last night when they beat the Raptors, they had lost three straight games to teams that no one believes are playoff teams. They lost to the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, and the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the stat was they've lost four out of their last five to the Orlando Magic. They they have struggled being consistent. They've struggled to find an identity. I did I did see something today that kind of surprised me. Gordon Hayward is receiving his least amount of usage percentage since his second year in the league. But when the Celtics use him more than twenty percent of the time during a game, they're nine and three. So, as much as everybody's like, oh, Gordon Hayward's still not 100%, when he's being used the way he was in Utah when he was an all-star, the Celtics are winning. Yeah. When Kyrie's being used the way he's supposed to be used, the Celtics are winning. I think the problem with the Celtics right now are they're trying too hard to give everyone shots. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And I think Kyrie kind of hit the nail on the head. I'm sure if you follow anything with the Boston Celtics, you heard him um, kind of talking about this was – you know, last season, there was no expectations. Mm-hmm. They went in, played ball, and then rode the wave. This year, it's like, uh-oh, the ball, watch out the Boston Celtics. Now they have to live up to those expectations, and they haven't done it. They haven't. You've got, you, your starters are a 31-year-old Al Horford, a 28-year-old Gordon Hayward, a 26-year-old Kyrie Irving, and then a 20-year-old Jason Tatum and a 21-year-old Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's a young, young group. I mean, it's a, it's a, and it's a group that hasn't really been together that long either. I mean, they, yeah. they, they rode the wave last year, and everybody saw how good they were. I think they need to get back to that, just free flowing basketball. That's what I really think. I think they're, it's kind of like what you were stating with the, they're trying way too hard to be who they were last season instead of just playing ball and having fun. And you saw the way they played last night against the Raptors. Ended up winning. Even Kyrie said, "We can do that every night." We've just got to become consistent enough to do that every night. Yeah. And that's going to be the problem. Can Brad Stevens and can that team find the consistency to go beyond what they've done so far in this season and make themselves a real title contender? Yeah. Um, and another thing, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit, like what you thought about the uh, the Kyrie calling LeBron. And- I, th- I think, honestly, um, obviously, if you haven't heard, Kyrie called LeBron, apologized for everything that happened when he was in Cleveland, said that he – Realized it was harder to be a leader than he expected. I think, I don't agree with him saying it himself. I don't think he should have been like, listen, that it, it takes a man to do that. But he's right. It does take a man to publicly apologize to someone and say, hey, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. But in the same sense, we also kind of need to apologize to LeBron. Because everyone last year was like, oh, it's LeBron's fault that Kyrie left town. No, it's Kyrie's fault that Kyrie left town. Kyrie thought that he was experienced enough. He was ready for the role. To lead a team. And he's realizing now that while he's got all this talent, it takes more than talent to be a leader. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I totally agree. He, uh, When he bailed, I think that's kind of what a lot of analysts and a lot of fans thought. You know, they're like... You know, he and sometimes we, we really thought he, we were kind of um, anxious to see what he could do, you know, when he left and he was ready to take on that role. And when he uh, when he went to Boston, um, and it's pretty clear now that he, he's figuring out to, to, to have a team that's supposed to be very good and you're the leader, you're the centerpiece of that. That, that takes a, uh, that takes a, 
a very strong-minded player. Yes. And I think Kyrie's got it, and he will get it, but I think it's wearing it takes him time. down. It yeah, does, yeah. It does, it's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. you got to think Kyrie was injured a lot of last year. He hasn't been 100% most of the games this year. It takes time. It also takes being on the court with those guys. He didn't play at all with Gordon Hayward last year. He was injured half of the season last year. It takes time. It takes being on the court to know where people are. Chemistry just doesn't happen overnight. But, like you said, it also takes a strong-minded individual to be able to do what the Celtics are asking him to do. Yeah. And if, if he's in it for the long run like he says he is, he stays in Boston this summer during his free agency, and he proves to everyone right now that's doubting him because he hasn't been able to be that leader that everyone thought he could be. He proves that he can be. But it's only with time that he's able to do that. And, and, and another big thing that people are forgetting, you know, they, they we have the tendency to do this is um, when things start going a little bit wrong, we think it's the end of the world. The season's not over, not by a long that, stretch. We haven't even hit – Yeah, the halfway mark. I uh, mean, we've – We've hit halfway, I think. Well, we, we're about to the – we're not far from the All-Star break. <laughs> yeah, but All-Star break is after halfway. That I don't understand why NBA does that, but they do the All-Star break like two-thirds of the way through yeah. instead of halfway through. We're about halfway, but you're still sitting at fifth in the East. There's still the ability to move ahead of that. The, yeah, exactly. That's my point is there's a ton of basketball left. I think play. you're seven games behind Milwaukee who's in – the front of the East right now. Because I think they have 11 losses, you have 18. There's still time to move into those positions that you thought you were going to be in. But it starts now. Yeah. It starts with beating the Raptors last night, and you have to build off that. If you don't build off that and you go back to losing to teams that aren't even going to be in the playoffs, like the Magic, you're not going to be able to build what you think you have. Yeah, you're going to go into the playoffs uh, with, with too many bruises and, and not, not enough momentum is – that's what I believe. So, leaving the NBA, um, biggest thing this weekend. I mean, obviously, we got Super Bowl Sunday coming up, February 3rd. We find out this weekend who's playing in the Super Bowl. AFC, NFC championships this weekend. NFL, Chiefs versus Patriots. Rams versus Saints. Chiefs are at home. Saints are at home. I'll let you start. What do you think about these games? Um... What do you want to start with? You want to start Patriots Chiefs? You want to start I think you, I think you start Patriots Chiefs. All right. Well, we'll start Patriots and Chiefs. Um, pretty much what I've got down is shootout um, because the first game was very fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good battle. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes a lot of hype with him. It hadn't quite started yet. Um, you know, he, he's a, he's a great talent. There's no doubt about it. Patrick Mahomes is a, is a uh, gunslinger. Um, but we also I think we actually did one of our first podcasts on the first time they played. Um, and Brady kind of proved all of us wrong, and uh, he came back and won it yeah. uh, against the Chiefs. So right then and there, you kind of see, uh, uh-oh, is that going to play any mind games with Patrick Mahomes? Being young, my biggest thing is can Mahomes pick up, pull off the biggest win of his career? Exactly. Because if he's able to win this game, no matter what he's done this year for the Chiefs, this defines their season. Can they beat the team that's always there? Yeah. Um, yeah, and another thing, a, a big thing that's been coming out over the media, I mean, if you watch any ESPN, any sports, uh, any analytical shows or podcasts or anything, you listen, watch anything, they actually are favoring the Chiefs. They're they're saying that the Patriots are underdogs right now. They have a 15% chance to win the Super Bowl with the Chiefs leading it with 34%, followed by the Saints with 33%. 
Um, and I have a few comments on that. Um, Julian Edelman said, um, bet against us. He said, I mean, and I quote, bet against us. Then Brady came back right at the same interview. They came into Brady's locker, asked him. Um, Brady stated, we played them uh, earlier in the year. I know everyone thinks we suck and can't win a game. Um, and he said, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think the only difference is, obviously, regular season. I'm not counting out the Patriots. I Apparently, mean, a lot of people are, Tom though. Brady is easily one of the greats to play the game. No matter how you want to see it, he is. Here's the thing. The first game was in New England. This one is in Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City fans get rowdy. I'm not saying this is going to be for sure Chiefs. Personally, I think the Patriots win this game. But if I was the Patriots, I wouldn't go into cocky, oh, count us out. Like You go ahead and count us out. We'll, we'll see who's talking afterwards. I also wouldn't go into cocky if I was the Chiefs either. No matter what everybody's saying – this is a team that beat you. This is a team that you started 5-0. and They're the reason you were 5-1. and This is going to be an exceptional game to watch. I have the Patriots winning, like you said, in a shootout. I've got a prediction of the score, 42-35. And honestly, wouldn't be surprised if it's even higher. Because both of those teams can score at will, and really neither one of them play any defense. Yeah, that, that's my biggest thing is um, I, I know it's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's that's just how it's going to operate. That's that's Kansas City forte. I mean, that's what they do. They 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 gunsling. They gunsling. They put up a lot of points. Um, and their defense, I will say, has got a little bit better over the year. Um, the season they've they've tried a little harder, but it's not that big of an improvement. Like they're the, still going to the best part about the best part about the Kansas City defense is. They're pass rushers, D. Ford and Justin Houston. Yes. And there's a reason Justin Houston is paid what he's paid. There's a reason D. Ford is going to be one of the highest coveted free agents this year. It's because they're some of the best pass rushers in the NFL. And they're going to get after Tom Brady. They're going to put pressure on Tom Brady. But Tom Brady has been here before. Tom Brady has more playoff wins then Patrick Mahomes has career wins. So this isn't, uh, oh, just the Chiefs are going to win. You're playing someone who is in the AFC Championship game almost every single year. Yeah. So don't just throw the Patriots behind and be like, oh, yeah, we've got this. No worry. The Chiefs are going to win by three touchdowns. The Patriots are going to come ready to play. They always come ready to play. Bill Belichick's going to have their team ready to play. I don't see a way that the Chiefs' defense gets a stop late in the fourth quarter when they need it against Tom Brady and that offense. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I say it a lot, but I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I saw a, a, a post. Um, earlier in the week, um, which it was uh, uh, Bosa and the Chargers were playing, and, and they were giving them everything they had. They were getting through the offensive line, but by the time they'd get there, Brady's already got rid of the ball. And, you know, they're like, how the hell does he do that? You know, he's, he's slinging the ball. Um, and he that's what that's the thing about it is he's a, he's a veteran. He's been there. He's played big games. Mahomes hasn't. Mahomes has played some big games, but this will be the biggest game of his career. Absolutely. By far. Um, and he's got a lot to live up to. I mean, you know Arrowhead's going to be rocking. Yes. It's going to be absolutely rocking um, because they're favorites. They're favorite in this. But I had one quick question before we move on. 
I saw a thing today, I showed you before we actually start recording, where they say Andy Reid is the better head coach than Bill Belichick. What are your comments on that? Oh. I think it's close. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I think it's close. I think Andy Reid's the better offensive mind. I I think there's a reason that Andy Reid's coaching tree is almost as expansive as Bill Belichick's coaching tree. It's because both of those coaches have produced winners in the NFL. Andy Reid has not won on the same level as Bill Belichick. But you look at their ways of playing, they're completely different. Andy Reid's all about offense. Bill Belichick's all about Systematic, yeah, yeah, balanced, systematic approach. So, I mean, it's a toss-up. It depends on what you, If you want a lot of scoring, you go Andy Reid. If you want fun, exciting to watch, he's going to get you the playoffs, he might get you the Super Bowl, you want Andy Reid. If you want consistency and always playing for a chance to be in the Super Bowl – you go Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick, you notice like you don't see a lot of things flashy about Bill Belichick's teams. They're very, um, you know, we, a lot of people throw this around, but they're a lot like a Nick Saban team, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, before they got blown out this year. But they're very well coached. They don't make mental mistakes. They, they're very fundamentally sound. They, they, they hit their block. They, they're always on key. You know, they're very, um, like we said, they're very balanced. They're very systematic. Um, Go ahead, go ahead. Here's something I want to bring up to you, though. Did you watch the Patriots and Chargers game? I did. Okay. Sonny Michelle had three touchdowns. I think it was like 124 yards. Not 100% sure. Remember week three? They <laughs> lost to the Lions. And a Boston sports radio guy blows. said that he blew. Was not worth a first-round pick. Ran short and choppy. Didn't see how you could potentially ever have that guy as a first-round pick. I want to know, like, if someone out there that w- listens to this finds a video of him publicly apologizing to Sony Michelle because of those comments, please send it to me. Yeah, I'd love to see that. But I'm not very shocked. I mean, like I, like I was stating earlier when we were talking about college football, people blow things out of proportion. Oh, the kid the kid gets off to a slow start. Wow, he's in the NFL. Um but then what did he do? He started producing great numbers. Um, he was a very consistent back. He's their workhorse yeah. for running the ball. White's a pass if you, catcher. If you looked at the box score from the Patriots-Chargers game, White had 18 receptions. Which is we expected. Sony had 19 carries. He's, when Sony's in the backfield. They're running the ball. They're running the ball. And Sony's going to make make it count. Three their, offense, their offense is predictable. But the thing is you can't stop it. Yeah, it, it, this one I'm, it, it's it's a lot like a, a Nick Saban in college football. If you want to relate it to that, yeah. Bill Belichick, you, most of the time when you line up and, and he's a little offset with Gronk or they're up, they're powering the side, and you see Sony back there and they're in the power formation, it's probably gonna be a run to that that strong side. Oh, we know it's coming, but you can't stop it. Like no. that's what I'm saying. And, and and but but like you said, you know he blows. He's not good, but he scored three touchdowns against the yeah. Chargers and uh, led the team in, in rushing in the in a playoff game. Yeah, in the playoff game. But yeah, we'll. That guy's already been getting heat, though. I know that. Yeah, People oh, he's been getting heat all season. All season long. You can time. go. You can go back to like the first time he said it, and like go to their Twitter account and look at it, and it's like all season. Every People game like, that oh, Sony like so puts Sony's up. bad. Yeah, Sony's bad. Okay, transitioning into the Saints versus Rams game. Saints are at home. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. What do you got? Well, Saints are at home because of one specific game when they played before. 
And I want to I want to take you back to that week. Rams were undefeated. It was week nine. Rams were undefeated. Eight and zero. Yeah, yeah. Saints were six and one at the time. And I told you, sitting right here, I told you, the Saints would win that game. Now, because of that, in a shootout, the Saints have home field home field advantage. And I don't think it matters. I think the Rams win this game because if you watch the way the Rams have played the past couple weeks, it's it's like they took their lumps against the Bears because they wanted to. Yeah. They they knew, hey, we've we've got some games that we can rest our starters, we can kind of relax a little bit. Let's take some time off and then we'll we'll go back into we'll that. We'll go into the playoffs healthy. Yeah. We're going to, and we we talked about that. I mean we, we said that um, like I just didn't think that the Saints, like they were going to give off in the Saints game. You did, and they did, and you were right, hundred percent. But you also said when they play in the playoffs, I've got, I've got Rams. Yeah. I've got the Rams, and and to be honest, I do too. Um, I do think the 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 Chiefs are going to win the the game before. I do think I I like the Chiefs um, because they played so close in in in, in Foxborough. Foxborough, yeah. Um, and I like them, um, but I think it'll be close. Um, but but like a lot of people said, the Patriots haven't lived up the hype. But going back again to the to the Saints and Rams games, they got a little off track. Um, I love the Rams. I love them. I, I think yeah. that they're playing at a different th- level right now. They're playing back how they we saw them at the beginning I of the season. I think adding C.J. Anderson. Oh man. Um, Todd Gurley, and midway through the season, everybody was like, "Well, maybe they figured out the Rams' offense. Maybe that's why the Rams aren't winning right now." I don't think it's that they figured them out. I think that. Sean McVay was like, you know what? Let's calm down. <laughs> let's let's go into this. We'll go in as the two seed. We'll glide right into the playoffs, and then we'll turn it back on. Yeah, Let, let's go in healthy and with a sharp mentality and but a good game plan. Here's my thing. This game is – you have to watch this game. Even If you don't care about NFL, watch this game because I don't know if you've seen it recently – Marcus Peters, the corner for the Rams, after they lost the Saints. Sean Payton said in an interview, we got the matchup we wanted with Alvin Kamara on Marcus Peters because we knew Marcus Peters couldn't guard him. They asked Marcus Peters about that after the game. Oh, yeah. He goes, we'll see him again. Let's see. Tell him to keep that same mentality. We'll see him again. (laughs) And they, they said, well, what's, he was what's, a little bit more explicit yeah, than that. He, but they said, they said, well, what, what do you? He was like, I, I remember what he was saying on the sideline too. We'll see him again. That's crazy. That Sean Payton over there talking that. Oh man! And, and and then not only that, but today in an interview, someone asked Marcus Peters what they thought the chances of winning were, and he goes, Oh, we're not done. <laughs> I believe him. Yeah. I do. I think I, I think that in the back of his mind, and and, and he's been in the, the the locker room with Sean McVay, the boy genius, and he did exactly what he said. He, you you called it. I just figured to be a game after that. Like they'd play the Saints hard to get the home field. Yeah. Um. But you're like, no. I feel like they'll 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 trick everybody. They'll calm it down right here. Saints will win it. Um. They'll turn it back on. And I'm with you 100. I, I didn't buy in at first. We disagreed on that. Um. But I think I think Peters has got something for Camara and and. You know, to be honest, you know the Saints won last game, and they looked real good. But did you watch the first quarter and a half? They were getting murked. Yeah, they were all. I mean, they were getting destroyed. 
You can't let the Rams do that to you because no. they'll just keep piling it on. That's what the Cowboys did. They let them get smack them in the mouth, and the Cowboys tried late in the the, the late in the second half to push back, and they did. But it was never it was never any concern for never the Rams. The Rams, the Rams were like, we're, we got it, we got it. One, you cannot let the Rams jump on you. And to, to follow up with that point, I've got three keys um, from all the analysts and stuff. Uh, three keys for the Rams to win. One, throw to the corners. The Saints' corners. It's like I've seen a couple analysts talk about on ESPN stuff. They're a little overrated. They, 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 they don't play good. A lot of them are big, like, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, he's the biggest corner they got. Um, Lattimore? Yeah, Lattimore. Very good player until he plays back off of you. If you can make a double move, he's real tight. Really tight guy. You know, he's, he's, not, very fla- he's not very fast and flashy. He's more of a press you, yeah. stick with you. You can beat him with a double move. Num- that was number one. Throw to the corners. Number two, what do you think? Establish the run. Let Gurley get going. You establish the run. You dominate. If line you let scrimmage. Gurley and C.J. Anderson get, get going, going, that game's over. The offensive line, defensive line, control control the line of scrimmage. Rams have got it one from the get go. And number three is contain Breeze. I didn't say stop Breeze. Contain him. You can't. You can't stop, stop him. him. There's no way. And that's what they got to get through their mind. He's gonna make big plays. He's going to. He's it's Drew Breeze. They got really good receivers. They did it. They did it when they got smacked in the mouth last week. You got to contain him. You got to you got to make sure you keep the plays in front of you. You yeah. can't let him hit the big balls like the deep passes. You can't do that. But we also have two very important things. I'll let you talk about it. Two very important questionable players that may be out for the Saints. Oh, so Max Ungar, center for the Saints. I believe he's their starting center. If he's not, let me know because I'm not a Saints fan. I don't really know. <laughs> and then there's starting tight end Benjamin Watson who we know he's a big player. We know he's a big player. He's a go-to receiver for Drew Brees big body, when yeah. he's under pressure because he trusts Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson's been in the league double digit years, I believe. I'm not sure exactly, but I know it's double digits. He's been there for a while. He's a wily vet. So, he's trusted. He's somebody that Drew Brees is not afraid to throw the ball to in pressure situations. And but the thing is if he's out and he's pressured, who's he look for? If Kamara's locked, because you know there's going to be a target on Alvin Kamara's back. Oh, yeah. Just like Sean Payton, Alvin Kamara loves running that mouth. He's like He knows he's good, and he'll let you know it. Mm-hmm. Loves talking that smack. And um, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, he kind of got shut down in uh, last game. Um, he eventually got going, but he, they, they focused on him, and you know the Rams are going to do the same thing. Um, and the Rams' defense is better than the Eagles' defense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you. I really don't agree with Sean Payton getting involved in all that. Um, especially talking about that when he knows they're going to be playing. Why, why add fuel to the fire? Yeah. When you know deep down that the Rams are are that good, you know. That I think the Saints. Well, keep shooting themselves in the foot for no reason. They they have a great team and they keep talking trash. And the Eagles smacked them in the mouth. They came back and won. But now you're just. Just poking the bear with the yeah. Rams, like, oh, y'all ain't got it. Like you, okay, here we come. Like, well, here, here's something a little off topic. In the NFL, there's been a lot of head coaching changes. Oh yeah. How how many of those people got jobs just because they knew Sean McVay? <laughs> I mean, the Packers coach only got his job because he knew Sean yeah, McVay. Yeah, Sean McVay. Cliff Kingsbury only got his job because he knew Sean McVay. So there's two for sure, probably a third or a fourth I mean, one that I'm not so sure of. there's so much scrutiny going around with uh, uh, It's Arizona. like if you know who Sean McVay is. You get a coaching you job. You get a coaching job. Because they want a Sean McVay. And, and I'm just going to go meet Sean, like take a picture with him, and then I'm going to get my NFL coaching job. One, uh, first or second podcast of the year, we you, we called him. We mean you were scripting it out, writing it out, figuring out what we're talking about. We both called him the boy genius. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, well, he, yeah, so what do you call play? The guy is a football 
guru. I yeah. mean, he knows not just offense, well, defense too. Like him and his family have been around winning football for forty plus years. His grandfather worked for the 49ers that won all of those Super Bowls. So he knows what it takes to win the sport. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, so I got I got a quick question. Your dream matchup from the Super Bowl, who is it? Um, it's the same one as yours. I know we've talked about it. Everybody wants I, – I, we want the Rams. Yeah. And we don't want the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, we want Rams and Chiefs. Rams um, and that'd Chiefs. Be, what do I think – it's actually going to be. Um, I think the Chiefs will get there. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I, as much as I, I like the Saints at home. Um, it's a lot like what we said. I just don't feel like I feel like they're poking the bear too much. Um, it, this is the hardest one. That's why I'm kind of sighing. I feel All like right, it's going to be so, a really good game, but I think it's going to be Rams Chiefs in the Super Bowl. All right. So here's the thing. The matchup I want is the same matchup we got in the regular season. Yeah. Rams versus Rams Chiefs. Rams versus – Everyone said right there, that's the that'd best be the dream, matchup. That'd be the dream matchup. I know but you got what, what I think we'll get, and as much as it pains me to say this, what I think we'll get – The GOAT. Is Rams versus Patriots. Yeah. I I, I, I sure um, – And that, listen, if that if that happens, being a, being a Georgia boy – I'm rooting Rams all the way. Yeah. As much but as I much, love Sony. I was about to say, you got two Georgia backs that are the, the workloads for that. I mean, that's there's some there's some good Georgia players that'd be on those two there, squads. I believe there's two on each squad. I believe there's Rameek Wilson and Todd Gurley on the Rams yep. and Javon Wims and Sony Michelle on the Patriots. So there's my heart is torn there, but I don't like Tom Brady enough to root for the Patriots. You love Tom Brady. Come on. So, you love him. No one loves Tom he Brady. He kisses his son for 10 seconds. <sighs> oh, that's kind of weird. Have you seen you that? It I've seen, you seen it. That? You brought it up, though. I mean, I, I think for some reason I think about that every time because I watched it and you can't unwatch it. You're like, like, like you're like, oh, he's just kissing his son. Is he gonna is he gonna stop? Like, is <laughs> anyway, that's off topic, but but like I hope Bill Belichick didn't watch that and was like, Tom, what are you doing, son? Bill Belichick were probably like recording it. <laughs> I mean, it was Bill Belichick instead yeah. of son, low key. <laughs> um, so with that being said, guys, I think this is actually our shortest podcast ever. Which we're but trying to. We're trying. We're to, trying to shorten it down a little bit. We know people don't want to listen to an hour and a half of me and Gabe talking right now. Right, right now at least. Maybe like maybe later on. And yeah. and if there's special topics like probably Super Bowl week, uh, we'll go a little bit longer. Um, and if more sports topics come up, we try to do specials like cover. We don't big, want to big cover things. everything. But this we week want to was cover more. The things that are we big. covered about. 15, 20 minutes of, of the big games that were coming up. Um, we're not going to do what to watch this week because you know what you to know watch. You know what to watch. Yeah, there's two it's, games that are that are on. Um, you can catch some college games. I don't think there's any real big ones coming on. There's, n- there's not a lot of big college basketball games going yeah. on right now, but in the next couple weeks because rivalry, rivalry week will start. Week, yeah, rivalry week will start. Um, in the NBA, just keep just keep up with the standings because uh, like you said, I think we're about we're about halfway. We're yeah. right before or we're you know right in the middle of it. Um, but with that being said, guys. Well, want to make sure to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Instagram is at Tryhard Sports Podcast. Twitter is capital T, capital H, Sports Podcast, I believe. It is. Give He's us not. a follow. <laughs> I, 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 I had a guess on that one. Give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. Give us some feedback if you've listened. We love every, every single person that listens. Thank you so much.
Yeah, we uh, we appreciate it. Um, you know, we really we really take pride in this. Um, we try to do as much as we can with the time we have. Um, we're really busy guys, but we love uh, talking sports. Um, like you said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We've been uh, that thankful to, for Nathaniel. He's been really working hard on the Instagram, um, posting a lot of good stuff, um, getting some followers in there. So so go ahead and like it, um, follow it. Um, if you like, refer a friend. You know, please please hit it up, man. Friends. Yeah, like more the merrier. Um, we want to make it a uh, Facebook as well. <laughs> yeah, Facebook as well. All right, guys, we'll catch you guys next week. We appreciate it. This one's out for the homeboys.